0: Hi, everybody. Welcome to Queers and Soaps. I'm Tommy, and I'm once again joined by Gregory and Lynn. Greetings. Greetings. How are you? (laughs) Why am I so short? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Today, we're doing our annual um, Abbey Scale episode, and today we're discussing Season 6, Episode 22, 23, and 24. And I'll roll the credits, and we'll get right into it. All right, episode 22 is titled A Piece of the Pie. Greg is reluctant to take over Empire Valley. And he says he's a politician and this isn't for him. I kept missing the guy's name that was like trying to convince him. I
1: honestly don't think they said the guy's name until the next episode. But when they did say it, I made note of it. So I went back and added it to my notes. And his name is John Collins. So we'll just call him John to give him a name at least.
2: Professor, correct? Is that what was the... Uh- I mean,
1: I think somebody has alluded to that, but Professor of what? We don't ever find out that information, so...
0: Right. yeah. He's John. Um, Greg is told that everybody wants him to take over, and Greg wants to know who everybody is.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. He just keeps saying everybody. He He's he's making this seem like the epitome of everything, so...
0: I um, bet Greg rides his horse, and then... Which made me wonder, at this point, do him and Gary both have ranches?
1: Um, I don't think so. I think Greg is still living at the hotel, but he's got somewhere that he goes and rides, and he plays polo and all that type of stuff. So he's probably got his own horse that he's got boarded somewhere, and he can go ride as he needs to.
0: Gotcha. Um, Abby wakes up alone in bed, and Gary comes in after rioting and thinks... From all the feedback he's getting, Galveston could be dead. Which Abby kind of is like, hmm, because she's like, hmm, you could be right. And she's just keeping her mouth closed about it. I think even Greg was like, there she goes with her eyes. <laughs> <laughs> yep,
1: the eyes have it. <laughs> Absolutely.
0: Uh, Karen and Mac are discussing Val, and Karen switches subjects to Mac hanging Galveston for the chemical spill and the, the tidal Basin murders. Yep. And he's like, don't change the subject. <laughs> mm-hmm. So once again, them having two conversations and just going on. Completely. Um, Gary is considering pulling out of Empire Valley if Galveston or an adequate, adequate excuse is not given to him in 24 hours.
1: Exactly. So Abby's kind of like, hmm. You know, because she's very curious about Empire Valley herself and what it could mean. Uh.
0: We see Kathy jogging, and I put this Greg loves her hair. He was like, Oh, I think he loved the headband, uh, but like made the hair look bigger. And I and, <laughs> and I
2: think I, I spy with my eyes. I think it was one of those, um, the headbands that were rolled, but they were velcroed in the back. It wasn't there like a movie. Movie
1: not. very was Newton John era,
0: R.I.P. very, <laughs> um. We then see um, Joshua and Ben jogging.
1: Right. So like the gals, because Kathy and Val were a little bit further ahead just because Joshua's fan base was stalking him. So now they see him in neighborhoods and they're like pulling up with cars of girls like, I love you and you're so inspiring. And I'm like, this is like um, total fandom going on here.
0: They're like you. You made me like find my spiritual out, spiritual spirituality, spirituality. My second right. Um, he's like, oh, I'm glad you're so spiritual. <laughs> meanwhile, they just want him. <laughs>
1: meanwhile, too, they're like so close to the cul-de-sac. So him and Ben jog the rest of the way back to the cul-de-sac. But he turns from this car of women and he looks and he sees Kathy sitting there taking care of. Um, Daniel, Laura's child, mm-hmm. and they're like looking through a book, and right away he's got the ideology. Yes, exactly. The Madonna, mother of my child. <laughs> this is like the perfect scenario scheme where he's like, he's just writing his path on what the perfect script is. Correct. For his life and slash career.
2: Right. Yeah, it was a definite nice little uh, cinematography. I'm glad that you saw. You know, you
0: you caught on to my you know. <laughs> Mary and child. Yep. <laughs> um, Abby pays Greg a visit, but he's not there, and Laura says he isn't in. Um, and she kind of lets it slip that Gary is considering pulling out of Empire Valley, knowing Sheesh. that Laura will report back to Greg.
1: Uh-huh. Yep.
0: Um, she, I don't remember exactly what she said, but she basically had a line of like saying. I don't think your job's in jeopardy because she's basically sleeping with the boss. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Right? Gary meets with Ruth and he tells her his plan to pull out.
1: He basically says he wants some answers like within 24 hours because he's not getting a chance to talk to Paul. And again, Ruth is very coy. Like, you'll get your answers, darling.
2: (laughs) Soon. Soon. Mm -hmm.
0: Right. (laughs) Um... Greg rides his horse and looks over Empire Valley. And he pulls out Galveston's ring and he puts it on.
1: He does put it on.
2: Very symbolic in looking at his kingdom. So Now he's
1: come to his conclusion and made his decision. It is funny, then he returns to the ranch. So he must have had this horse out to the ranch because he sees his mom right away. Mm -hmm. And she's like, so should we make the announcement? And he's like, tomorrow. (laughs) And so he like, wants he wants he wants his time to have his mindset that he's made the decision, but he doesn't want to just spit it out to the public right away
0: right. Um, Karen is questioning Val's doctor. Karen wants to know why the doctor why Dr. Ackerman was chosen to cover for her while she was away speaking at a convention. and she basically explains that there's another doctor that usually covers for her but they were also called to the convention and she's like is that normal for the both of you to be called and the doctor's like well we've collaborated on papers together so
1: but Val's regular doctor even says it wasn't much of a convention so it is kind of funny that was a total setup to get Val's doctor out of the way so Dr. Ackerman could be put in there Karen doesn't know this, but again, she's putting these puzzle pieces together, trying to make it all make sense. She's really Nancy Drewing, back cataloging all the stuff that's happened and trying to figure out the timeline.
0: Uh, she wonders how she can get in touch with Dr. Ackerman, and Val's doctor says that he's semi-retired.
1: Right. Um. That- but he plays bridge a lot. <laughs> and he goes to bridge tournaments because, you know, that's what people do when they're semi-retired is they get hooked on bridge. So that must be a big deal. Pop up the card table, pop out the four legs, and let's sit down and be hardcore bridge players.
2: And it's literally, I'm like sitting here, obviously, years later to the point of I was like,
0: oh, and this is why HIPAA is a, is a thing. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: battle
0: to Therapy. And she's worried that the dreams that she's been having is a sign that she's going crazy again. And her doctor's like, I don't like to use the word crazy. <laughs> well, yeah. she's like, I know you don't like to use the word crazy.
1: <laughs> right. Um, and she also tells the doctor she started writing again, too. So old vowels coming back, but with it is coming a lot of memories and a lot of that weight of the children.
0: She says when she's awake, she knows the babies are gone. And her doctor says, when she says gone, does she mean dead? And she says, no, she just means gone. Mm Mm-hmm. He thinks she needs to work on processing her grief that the babies are dead. Yeah. Mac thinks Karen needs to back off her conspiracy theories about Ackerman. He says Val is accepting the babies are dead, and now she thinks that she, as in Karen, thinks that they're alive. Right. Um Eric comes down and is headed out dressed in a suit.
1: He just says he's going out again.
0: <laughs> he doesn't give details, just that he's going out with some guys. And um, Karen's like, Karen or Mac? One of them was like, must be some guy or whatever. <laughs> Karen. It was Karen. No, that was, it. that's a mom statement. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Mac says he's 47 years old. Let him go out. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. Uh, Joshua is still pushing for Kathy to sing on his show. Oh. She still thinks he's trying to force her and doesn't want to. Ugh. Yeah. He's having a rough time. I was having a rough time with this. He kisses her very aggressively and she pushes, pushes him away and says no. And he's like, no means no. <laughs> well,
1: exactly. Like here she's saying, she agrees. She says, I'll agree to sing on the show as long as I can continue to sing at Isadora's. And instead of answering her, he forces a kiss on her because he's yeah. basically trying to shut her up yeah. all the time. And he's got his definitive plan and he's not discussing with it her. He's just telling her all the time. Right. This is what's going to happen. And she's aware. She's totally aware of what's happening. Oh, completely. And
2: she is, but he's charming, but sometimes he's like, she's aware And she just needs to start making some decisions if she's going to stick with it or not. Mm -hmm.
0: Because she keeps clinging to, like, how he was when he first met her and how he was kind of, like, innocent
1: and a nice guy. She's, like, in his butt, so she needs to get past the butt and just kind of move on and try and get some strong will. I forgot. (laughs)
2: Oh, when he... Sorry. So when lot, um let's you, you let's, said it out
0: loud, I heard you. Yeah. Um
2: so when he's at the scene where the cars of the teenage girls pull up and he is like bent over, and as he turns away to look at Val in those like 1.6 seconds, I froze it in my mind. <laughs> it, was, it was a nice round.
1: So now I, you see Kathy's dilemma.
0: <laughs> I don't blame her. Mac and Ben visit the home that was listed under Galveston Industries. They not well, let me perm. pause you.
1: Also, here, here's a spot, and I laugh about this. And it's an easy one to throw aside, and maybe you didn't make a note about it. But there's a cute little scene where Val gives her mom Lily Mae, a home perm.
2: <laughs>
0: oh, is that what was happening?
2: Oh, that yeah, one. so that that was the um, yes, you are correct. It was a storyline transition for her to get a hairdo. Allusion.
1: and they had so many scenes the actors have talked about this in real life they had so many scenes where they had another kitchen talking scene and they're like what are we going to do different and the actors came up with the idea of that you know doing a home perm and back in the 80s that was big maybe some of us are victim and know what that actually means but you know i had flashbacks and it was a really kind of funny scene But Lily Mae used it as an excuse, like, oh, Val, you're you're getting back to normal, and you're getting back to work, and you're moving on from the babies. And Val kind of gets kind of quiet because she's trying to still process everything. But she is having a good time with her mom, but she's very cognizant to what's going on. But it was kind of a funny, cute little scene, and it made me kind of laugh. Well, every
0: time, like... Val was trying to, like, rinse her hair. She would, like, pop up and start talking. And I, would put her down.
1: Yes. I mean, if anybody said to lean over the sink to wash something out of their hair, they know how fun that is. Oh, my
2: God. I hope they had fun doing that. Because it kind of looked like they did have a little bit of fun.
1: Right. Exactly. So- you know,
2: it's, it's just very interesting because a lot of the scenes, and I know they're supposed to be normal people, Mm-hmm. Um, where there were, I think they on purpose did kitchen scenes to make them seem obtainable. Exactly.
1: Yeah. There there was a way of reflecting back to that audience that was watching the show and try and have those similarities reach out there.
0: I actually made a comment, I think, the next episode that I liked Lily Mae's hair, but it wasn't permed. It was straight. No, it's
1: <laughs> it it was
2: a cute way for them to, from her to transition from the the that whatever to a little bit shorter and a little bit more
1: (laughs) updated.
0: And she's even wearing more makeup. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So Mac and Ben visit the home that was listed under Galveston Industries. Yep. They knock on the door and a woman, Mm -hmm. Mrs. Fisher, answers.
1: Yes. And Mac's like suspicious because when he did this deep dive into Galveston, he came up with this address. But he didn't have anything to attach it to. So that's what's got him so curious. He's like, why did Galveston have this home address? So that's right. why he wanted to go check it out. And Ben's like, let me go with you. He doesn't stay in the car. You're right. They go up to the door and knock, and a Mrs. Fisher answers.
0: She remembers Mac from TV from his investigations and in the title of B-
1: Bridge. Bridge. Yep. Yeah. I mean, she recognizes Ben from being on the news and stuff like that, too.
0: So she invites him in. They ask. Yeah. Uh, They ask if her husband was involved in Galveston Industries, and she says she doesn't think so, but she'd have to ask him. Her husband, Uh Harry.
1: Then all of a sudden, there's a baby crying upstairs.
0: Yeah, so she excuses herself.
1: And like any housewife back in the 80s, she probably had the prices rated on, so (laughs) the TV was going, and we interrupt this programming to give you a special broadcast all of a sudden happens.
0: Laura shows up at at work, to phones ringing off the hook over Greg hosting a press conference that she knew nothing about. Right. And everybody has like their little scene where they're watching the press conference.
1: Right. Also, um, yeah, at Lotus Point. Gary, Abby, and, and Karen are having a meeting, oh, wow. and the receptionist comes in and says, hey, you might want to see this, and yep, the TV in the wall with the painting moving out of the way comes up, very Batman 1966, if you will. It, it,
2: it reminded me of, um, oh, Thunderbird. What was that? Um, mm. No, Thunderbird. Um, the The puppet, puppeteer kind of thing, where, like, it just sounded...
1: Yeah. But all of a sudden, now everybody's watching this press conference that Greg is giving.
0: Right. And he announces that Paul Galveston has died. And then he just worked that out. And he was was my father. Yeah.
1: (laughs) And he was the main businessman at Galveston Industries. And there's a void there.
0: He says he'll take over his position at Galveston Industries. And he resigns his seat at the Senate.
1: So everybody's kind of in shock because Karen and Abby look at Gary and Gary's like, I didn't know. And, you know, Greg, I'm sorry, Mac and Ben are even surprised as they're watching this at the Fisher. So she comes down with the one infant child Mm -hmm. and he's like, well, we got to go. And she's like, I'll have my husband call you. And out the door they go.
0: She also had a funny line. She's like, well, I'm glad I didn't vote for him. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, she says she'll have her husband, Harry Cormack. And then later she comes down with the baby revealing she has twins. And I remember... Um, He had an oh-my-God moment. And it was like, like, oh, I remember (laughs) this now. I was like, oh,
2: because I I really did... um, I totally didn't know what that scene was about.
1: Gotcha. And Um, the audience, I think, wasn't supposed to know. It was like, until they they saw the two kids, they were like, wait a minute. Now they're realizing this is why Galveston had this address. Mm-hmm. Hmm, could these be the two pages that are missing from his notebook that Abby's got, you know, all these things that you're trying to put together. Right. And it's funny then too, Laura's so ticked off hearing about Greg. She goes to his hotel room to yell at him and finds out he's already moved out and they've got her stuff packed up too. And she's pissed.
0: They basically like, where do you want us to bring your stuff? And she's like, right. <laughs> huh. I think she says you could tell them where
1: to shove it or something.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um Kathy sings a religious song on Joshua's show.
1: She sings the song I looked this up. Thank okay. you. I- It was called Jehovah and it was sung by Amy Grant. And Amy Grant did a lot of Christian music back in the 80s. So it was probably very popular in her catalog. And that's why the show chose to use that on Joshua's religious show too. And Joshua's sitting on the sidelines just smiling because he knows his audience is going to eat it up, eating her up. I mean, there she is with her high hair and she's looking awesome and the lighting is perfect and her voice sounds amazing. It was like, it was gold being spun right there.
0: Um, When she's done singing, Joshua comes on air and thanks her. And he shares that he and Kathy are to become man and wife. Much to Kathy's surprise.
1: Right. All (laughs) to Kathy's surprise. He looks at him like, what, what, what? What just happened? (laughs) Disgusting. Again, he just steamrolls everything. He's got a mission, and he's got a vision, and he's executing.
0: Every scene Joshua was in, he was just like, ugh,
1: ugh, Uh, ugh, why is he an asshole? uh, (laughs)
0: Right? Laura is pissed, and, um, oh,
1: she's she was back at her house. I and never, Greg shows up with her makeup bag or whatever. In got message. <laughs> it was like very <laughs> hand like, honey, I got this for you. You left it behind.
0: I never know where Laura lives anymore. Like, I'm like, oh, she still owns the house? Because I only ever see Kathy in there. Like, right. Kathy I'm vacuuming her house. <laughs> like right. Point.
1: And watching her kids and whatnot else. <laughs>
0: Like, where does Laura actually live? She was like on. It looked like she was on um, wrapping some of her dishes because she was going to move to DC with Greg at one point.
1: Yes, because at the beginning of this episode, we actually saw a for sale sign in her front yard, and I'm sure she went out and ripped that out the minute she found out <laughs> he was um, leaving the Senate and taking over Galveston.
2: And she was looking forward to actually traveling for you know the the the, the arc of. Um, no, I don't want to go, maybe this will be fun to the drop.
1: She was ready for a change. I think all the Richard mucky muck and then him leaving and her having to find financial stability and all these things. And then finally finding a guy of her caliber equal who she thought and she just realizes per usual and basically the past year since the start of their relationship, he's very guarded with what he shares with her. Right, yeah. And unfortunately, she never finds out until the 11th hour. And I think that really, and for with good reason, pisses her off.
0: Yeah. Um, Kathy is upset at, that she has no say in her own life decisions when it comes to Joshua. She says she gets a media event instead of a proposal.
1: Right. And she's uh-huh. kind of saying, like... Um, She's, you know, she's almost willing to settle and Ben kind of even asks her, are you willing to settle for this? And that's it. And yeah. she's thinking, you know, she's, it's all happening so quick. She's not sure how to happen because of course everybody in the neighborhood, Lily May especially, is all like, oh, this is the best news. And they're all supposed to be overjoyed in the moment. She's still like, I'm kind of still waiting to get proposed to. I've been told rather than asked.
0: Yeah, that little moment with Ben is kind of where she like, you know, says, you know, he he's got a nice side, and then she's like, "Said the abuser." She says, "Right." He's like, "I guess it's the best you can expect," and he's like, "Are you willing to settle for just the best that you can expect?" <laughs> and
1: Ben's kind of got Joshua's number. You know what I mean? He sees how Joshua's been fast tracking, also aligning himself with Abby. He kind of knows that Joshua can be pretty shifty.
0: Um, during that whole, I guess, like celebration scene, um, Val kind of like in passing tells Karen that she's accepting that the babies are dead.
1: Mm-hmm. And that she's dealing with it and that's the next step. Yeah. So Karen again is because she says that I feel Karen's very guarded and is like, I don't and want I- to tell Val what I'm up to because right. I could be completely wrong. So I don't want to get her hopes up. So I'm just going to keep investigating and really not say anything.
0: Abby visits Greg at the ranch, and Ruth asks Laura is, if she's a she was an actress, because she just has an air of professionalism about her.
1: <laughs> and that's, Laura says... That's one way to put it. <laughs> yes, and I'm like thinking, oh, the oldest profession in the world is what right Laura's on. alluding to, and I'm like, that was hysterical. <laughs> it's like you blink and you miss it.
2: Yeah. yeah, she uses nature's credit card to pay for her stuff. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Laura's sense of humor is so dry and so wicked. And it's like, if you're not cu- cued into it, you don't know. And Ruth is just so dazzled by Abby because she sees she's a woman going after power and making it happen. You know, she's sitting there already thinking, well, that's who I'd like Gregory with instead.
0: Right. Abby wants a piece of Empire Valley, like a real, the real like Empire Valley, not the, uh-huh. the one that the world is being privy to. She wants
2: whatever her her um, sixth business sixth sense of business or her 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 business sense is kicking in, and she knows that everything is a front. She doesn't, or she's not sure. She oh. knows
1: that the that there's another layer, and she wants in on that layer. Exactly, mm-hmm. she knows something big was planned. She knows there was a reason why Paul was curious about her FCC license and all that type of stuff and how he wanted to use that to his benefit. So now she's trying to uncover what's really happening and get again her own what's the name of this episode? A piece of the pie. She <laughs> wants hers,
2: right? Yeah, she's fully aware. Smart woman,
1: I want a piece. Especially now that Paul's out of the picture, because Paul was such a barricade for her. Now she's like, now's the time to attack because he's not here to stop me.
0: Right. Um, that was how the episode ended. Mm-hmm. We, I gave it a seven. Greg gave it a seven. Mm-hmm.
1: I gave it a seven as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. This was just story. This was set up. Yep. Another piece of setup. Mm-hmm. And Kathy singing could make me bump it up, <laughs> <laughs> which was good. It's beautiful. <laughs> so, episode twenty-three is titled "The Forest for the Trees," mm-hmm. and Greg is warned that Mac could be a problem, and Ruth thinks that they should stop it for, stop it before it becomes a problem.
1: Yeah, Ruth's, gear, Ruth's gears are turning because she's like, mm, "How can I help?" make Mac not be a problem and infuse the Mac-Greg relationship since they've known each other for so long to try and subside Mac's curiosities. Because Ruth now knows that Greg's in it, and she doesn't want anything to disrupt the plan. So Ruth is almost trying to pick up where Paul Galveston left off since Paul's not there anymore, and she wants to see things move forward.
0: Um. So Abby is trying to plan a, an engagement party for Joshua and Kathy at the ranch.
1: Yes. And her absentee daughter, Livia appears oh, on the screen yeah. for the first time in about eight episodes.
0: Yeah. I missed Olivia. Yes. She grew up. out, oh, She had a growth spurt. She looked yep, she cut her
1: bangs and she grew three inches and here we go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I can't wait till she starts to have more story. Again. <laughs> mm-hmm. gonna be and she's
1: really resistant to the fact that her mom is throwing an engagement party for Kathy, the woman who Gary was yeah, messing around <laughs> with, she doesn't like Kathy for that reason at all.
0: Yeah. Um, Kathy is annoyed that she doesn't have a say in anything, including going to the party. Yep.
1: Yeah. <sighs> And Lily May just makes excuses for him right there. You know what I mean? She's she's coddling to, well, the man's telling us what to do, so we should listen. And I'm like, oh boy. This is interesting with now that there's a male figure in that household, how everybody's supposed to coddle.
2: And uh you know, and at the same time, I also think that she is like I know my son's an asshole. I gotta keep this hooked. I have to I have to do the piece. Like
1: yeah. Well, I think another thing, and even though it's not said, but I'm going to antiquate to it, Lily Mae likes the entertainment industry. She likes show business. So if she's not going to get it, she's going to have her second coming through her own children, Valine, who's the writer, and Joshua, the minister, talking on television.
0: Um, Val tries to speak up for Kathy, and Joshua bullies her into submission.
2: (sighs) Yeah, he's just like ew. ew. That, I <laughs> forgot about that. That was actually
0: it was actually, uh,
2: I think Mr. Baldwin, the Academy Award goes to. I
0: him. mean, um, Eric is meeting with a man interested in buying Knots Landing Motors.
1: That's kind of been like a, a little nugget that's been throughout a few episodes. Yep, this has kind of been peppered throughout the episodes, and we just we kind of don't understand why this man keeps coming back. But here he is again, wanting to make an offer, and he says, "I won't go any higher." But then he's like, "Oh, go well, up another 25000 And It's like, okay, this guy really needs this um, car dealership.
0: Karen goes to the hospital looking for information on who was on staff the night and in the, in the delivery room the night Val was in labor. Right. The nurse she
1: talks to a nurse who like she kind of she kind of talks up the nurse a little bit or or warms up the nurse that the nurse ends up giving her the names of the two nurses that were in the delivered room that night. And I'm like, well, <laughs> that's kind of a problem in today's world. People would probably be fired if that would come out. But then she even says they're on the night shift and one of them's gonna be coming on soon. So Karen hangs around to talk yeah. to her.
0: She's like, I'll wait. <laughs> yep. Um, Ben, Mac, and Michael walk into Ben's house after I guess it looked like they had a volleyball on their hands. Who wear short
1: shorts? shorts. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, I saw that uh-huh. Michael uh, gives Ben and Mac a beer, and at first he was like, Put this in your notes. He's like, Is that tab? and I'm like, What's tab?
1: <laughs> oh. <laughs> ah! <laughs>
0: I thought you would appreciate that. I
2: was like, put that in your nose. You know, know, I
1: didn't look at it that closely. There is another soda scene that I paid more attention to, but you're right. It probably was a soda. I was more, I was kind of more blown away with the fact that Michael went and got them each a beer and is like delivering a beer to each of them. And then he opens up probably, you're right. A tab soda for himself.
0: Cause <laughs> they eventually you see it right. and it is a Coke, but before you could see it, he was like, is that tab? Is that tab? And then, so then I was like, no, 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 I stand corrected.
2: That is a Coke. And then uh, uh, yeah, without like divulging the second soda scene, I think that might have been a Shasta or a tab, but it was a diet, which is another interesting another interesting um uh, 1980 misogyny on how the women could only drink diet because they have the wine. Mm. Thank you.
1: Well, because that's what the audience and that's what the distributors really catered to was that women audience. So. Right. That was marketing of the 80s, big time.
2: Absolutely.
0: Well, even even just seeing the word diet. Oh, she takes care of herself. She She takes care of
2: herself. She (laughs) watches her figure.
1: It is important to look your best at all times. I mean, all that was missing was Linda Evans to walk through with a leotard on and to dab her forehead and have a glass of crystal light. (laughs) We would have been on the same circle. (laughs) She obviously just got done having a workout. so. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Um, True. Absolutely.
2: I just, you know, um, just my piece of the uh, being an artist and taking marketing classes and studying the history of
0: marketing. It's awesome. (laughs) So (laughs) interesting. Uh Um, Karen ends up questioning the attending nurse. And she doesn't recall twins being stillborn that night.
1: And then Karen kind of refreshes her memory on the fact that, you know, it was a little bit chaotic and stuff, too.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And what was it? You know, she says that I called out for an operation.
0: operation. Yeah, she asked her to check the records, and she does. Yes, goes, exactly.
1: Oh. And then the nurse remembers getting called away for another delivery.
0: Right. Um. So she actually wasn't there for the birth. Yeah so
1: she says you might want to talk to nurse Wilson and I'm like again the name dropping and saying oh we'll talk to her you know but then she also says but she doesn't work work here anymore you can find her in the nurse's directory probably and off she has to go to another emergency and I'm like wow we're just flipping with giving out the information here but good to help move the story along and Karen's getting some answers but still I just kind of laugh like oh in today's society
2: she's walking around the hospital without a little sticker on her oops we've just got a little thumbs up (laughs) she's walking around the hospital without an id on her you know um. she didn't check in she doesn't have a who are you going to see security walking to her
0: typical yeah 1980s yep joshua gives kathy an engagement ring and proposes properly and I was in my head i'm like oh she barks right away,
1: away when she sees her. the ring unfortunately
0: yeah, she was like, i was forgiven because she got a real uh-huh. ring
1: <laughs> yep
0: um she says yes and he says he also doesn't want to go to the party but he feels like he has to because he works for abby and i felt like that was kind of like a reverse psychology move so she'd be like yeah we should go like right he on her emotions that way yeah um Karen goes to Nurse Wilson's home, but her neighbor says she's working and tells Karen where she works.
1: Right. <laughs> Just speed it along,
0: and then walks into the nursing home. Karen's got her yeah. pen and her pencil, and she's like, yeah. <laughs> "Into the nursing." And you home. know,
1: if there was debit cards back in that day, she probably would have told her what her pin number was. Yeah, because obviously everybody knows everything about everything. She
2: walks into a person's bedroom.
1: Right. Well, her yeah, their, their hospital room at this place that she's working at, which probably looks more like a hospice center, and it's like, mm-hmm. Nurse Wilson's there making up beds, and then Off she's the saying, sheets. hi, I'm Karen, and I got a few questions about my friend Val for you, and it's like, whoa, excuse me?
2: Uh, I'm just making the beds while
0: these two patients are at PT. Right. <laughs> um, Kathy confi- confides in Val how controlling Joshua can be. Oh, this is, this was the vacuuming scene. So, oh, so Kathy was like listening to like music on a Walkman. And I was like, was, you think that was new back then? He's like, that's why it's on the show. Because that's... it was new. And it was probably like $500 to buy or something.
1: Probably. And she's, Kathy sings like two or three words at the most. And then she takes her headphones off and Val's like, you're really good. And I'm like, really? I mean, like, <laughs> she sang like three words and it really wasn't even in tune because the vacuum was going, but whatever.
0: Um, Val says next time that he pushes her, she should push back.
1: Yeah, so Val is kind of bonding with Kathy quite a bit, and she's seen how dominant Joshua's being.
2: Well, Val is in a very fragile state right now. Mm-hmm. Right. No, she is in no place. She can't even handle her own demons. She is in no place oh. to
0: defend anyone yeah. else's demons right now.
1: Right. Um,
0: so the engagement party is happening. And I laughed because I was like, Karen looked like she had like a lot of clothing on. Like she had black gloves. I was like, she's very
1: covered up. I was like, there's a lot of layers happening here right now. <laughs> like yeah, up to like her neck. I can't remember, did she even have a hat on? No, she didn't have a hat on. I think she, didn't she had a hat no, on.
2: Really had a hat on, but she had a hair up and above you know, twisted oh. in a French twist in the back. Lily
0: may have gloves on too, but they were almost like linen, like see-through a little bit.
2: Because she's a little bit older.
1: And I felt like and Karen was wearing was. I felt like Karen was wearing
0: like winter gloves. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it Those are mother nice. of the bride gloves. Joshua probably told her how to dress. Joshua oh. picked out all their clothing. He seems to do it.
0: Yeah. Um, but Karen like tries to like clue Lily Mae into what she's doing and Lily Mae's like just leave it alone like stop right. it she's,
1: she's like done. I want to go back and see that nurse again I know she's holding back and and she's uh, like let those babies rest
0: <laughs> good impersonation
2: she- <laughs> <laughs> actually and the academy award goes to
0: <laughs>
1: I thank you I thank you I thank you <laughs>
0: um Abby I guess has like her crew from the TV station there and she wants them to make oh, sure they get pictures of I'm sorry people. you know
2: it's- I'm sorry, I um, forgot that detail about her. I was like, why is there so much photography going on? I and I to I totally yeah. just pushed that. And and she she
1: talks, talks to her photographer and the photographer is like, I'll get pictures of Greg. And she's like, no, not Greg, John. Who knows this John is deep in the Empire Valley stuff and she is trying to get her FaceTime with John because she's gonna try and milk him for answers.
0: And while the pictures were being taken and she like introduced herself and she shook his hand, it was almost like she was posing for the picture. Oh, of um, course. Taking hands with him, like, I guess. And Lily Mae's like, ooh, my baby's gonna be in the society pages. <laughs> no,
1: no. <laughs> society pages. <laughs> right?
2: I love it. This is
0: sad of it.
1: Because now that you say that, I've got it in my notes here somewhere, too. You're right. There was another senator, Senator Buchanan, there congratulating oh, Joshua wow. Cathy. And I'm like, look, it's Edward Cordeman from General Hospital. Oh, no, no, yes, it is. Yeah, yeah. I said Edward he- Cordeman too. Exactly. Edward Cordeman too. <laughs> Good recognition during that scene. That was kind of wild how we can see some of these daytime actors pop up oh, and just,
0: I didn't even recognize him. I just knew the voice and I was like that's that record. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. Just uh,
2: two steps back to the nurse that was at the desk that was giving all the information out has been on
0: every single soap. Oh yeah, he did oh, right. she some- right. yeah, I didn't recognize yeah, her. She's but- been
2: on every soap.
0: She's always been on something something. Right. Um so also um Val asks Gary where Olivia is, and he says, in her office.
1: (laughs) Which means she's kind of hiding out in her room, because she doesn't want to be part of the party.
0: Um, Wasn't she in, like, a barn or something? Oh,
1: maybe you're right. Maybe she was down at the stables or something like that.
0: Yeah, I don't know if it was intentional, but this is just how I read the scene. Val's talking to her, because, you know, I don't know if you know this. Val and Olivia have always had this bond, like... Abby would always leave the kids with Val to like the babysitter so she could go off and like go on dates and like work and whatever, whatever.
1: Go on the prowl. So, the
0: mountains. so one of the first scenes, Val kind of took to her because that she has a daughter with Gary, Lucy, but that she didn't get to raise. So she always kind of like gravitated to Olivia. And one of their first scenes was Olivia reading a book. And Val's trying to get her to talk to her. And she was just kind of like being a kid and mimicking everything Val said. And right. I think it was like almost like a replica of that because she finds her in the barn and she's reading a book. And Val's trying to talk to her. And I was just like, I don't know if this was intentional, but if it was, good on them. If yeah, not,
1: right. accident. <laughs> right. But and she was, again, she, she doesn't want to hurt Val's feelings. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't tell that Gary and Kathy obviously took several rolls in the hay and she kind of just says wow. she doesn't like Kathy and kind of <laughs> t-
0: that. yeah but she convinces her to go to the party even though we don't actually see her get dressed and go to the party <laughs> no <laughs> where's Brian
1: <laughs> right? he must be <laughs> off changing into a totally different actor somewhere
0: Um, Mac and Karen come home after the party
1: oh but wait let's back it up
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So at the party, Mac, Ben and Gary have a little powwow meeting and Ruth sees it happening. So they go oh. to the den and Gary's like, if you tell me, I'll tell you. He's like, I want to know what you've been digging up on Galveston and I'm I'm staying in the project. And if I learn things, I'll share with you. Can we have a deal on this? And they shake on it, all of them. And Ruth is listening at the door and then finally walks in and says, doesn't anybody carry cigarettes anymore? That is her. And they're kind of like, oh, (laughs) I wonder what she heard. And then she just kind of quickly does a 180 and exits the room.
0: Um, so now Mac and Karen come home after the party to Eric (laughs) with the potential buyer.
1: Right. Um, but then right. Eric like scuttles out of the house right away. He's like, "You guys it's talk," so and the guy's like, "Have fun with your gal." And so like he's alluding to, it, and I think he even gives her a name. If I recorded it, I no, can't.
0: Not, not in that scene. Not in that scene. It's a different scene.
1: Oh, is it okay? Sorry.
0: Um, but yeah. So <laughs> Karen's like gal, <laughs> date. <What?
1: Right? laughs> Who is she? <laughs> and the guy, the buyer's like, she's a sweet girl. <laughs> right. Exactly. But then again, she's like, Karen is pushing the, the buyer back and he's like, okay, 35,000 more. It's like this buyer wants not sliding motors pretty bad. And she just kind of sighs and laughs him off and doesn't, doesn't in him. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: Abby ends up meeting
1: with the John. Was that his name? John? She, she does. She shows up at John with her big fur coat on. And she's like, you said let's talk later. It's later. Mm-hmm.
0: And me and Gregor think she's naked under me.
1: <laughs> that does happen in a couple more seasons on this show, but it didn't <laughs> happen this time.
0: Um, yeah, I was like, oh, she's dressed, okay. it's weird. <laughs> um, Again, nature's credit card.
1: Right. <laughs> she's pencil's eyes. Uh,
0: Lily Mae calls Karen the next day and tells her that she would like to meet with Nurse Wilson.
1: Right. And let's back up i want to chat about a little bit about what abby and john chatted about which i've got notes about this she basically you know she says that paul wanted her to handle the fcc and she's been snooping to find out you know what's going on if it's of national importance and you know he says that there's no risk to her or her name but then in the same sentence he practically says well with any big business there's always risk but he's like the rewards Are huge for a communication network that can intercept war, terrorists, et cetera. And it's vital to their security. So he spills a lot thinking she maybe does know. And she just sits there and plays along, like, uh huh, yeah. But now she's trying, now she's finding out how big this is. Which again, whatever
0: whatever little she does know, she words it in such a way that insinuates that she knows more. And that kind of gets flattering. Correct. So she's
1: found out a lot because Greg hasn't given her anything, but now John has given her an insight, which makes her want to be part of Empire Valley even yeah. more because she just understands how big it possibly is.
0: Because even later when he meets up with Greg, he's just like, you need to stop like her in on everything. And he's like, she doesn't know anything. Right. And, and, and he's like, she doesn't know anything.
1: <laughs> right. And then Greg's like, unless you told her something, then John's like, well, you need to handle her. So now John's making it Greg's problem.
2: Yeah. Do you think her, her character arc is um, money or power?
1: Um, it's a little bit of both. You know what I mean? But she definitely likes the power side of things. So she wants, because she knows with power, Comes the money. So she'd rather have the power and be controlling the strings.
0: Right. right. It's almost like whenever she says there's like a a secret business venture, she's like, how do I get in on that? Uh She's always got so many things going. She's (laughs)
1: always got a scheme going. Yep. Um, So yes, back to Lily Mae. All of a sudden it's morning and now Lily Mae's got a change of heart with Karen wanting her to go see the nurse.
0: Yeah. And when she leaves, Val confronts Joshua about his disrespect of Kathy yeah. How, how she doesn't think a marriage should start like that, and he throws all her failed relationships in her face.
1: Right. This is where he really kind of rips into her.
0: And he says, "How can he be receptive to someone who hasn't worked out their own life so well?" And he leaves, and, and, and Val's kind of like hyperventilating.
1: <laughs> did you notice? I noticed something about that scene because you're right. She was breathing and hyperventilating so quickly. She sat down. She sat down in the same exact position. She, she was in. Was- Yep, exactly. I did
0: catch that. The so little, she, she was
1: having that same type of anxiety feelings going on, and that's what made her get into that position.
0: Yeah, I was like, why is she, like, leaning back as if, like...
1: Yep. Yeah. yeah.
0: Nurse Wilson refuses to say anything about the babies to Karen or Lily May, and Karen gives her her phone number. Like, she, like, shoves it in her bag, and she's just She's like, like, there's
1: still time. There's still babies. It's not too late. Call yeah. me. Yeah. And then they take off.
0: Um, that was like Karen's telling her how Joshua has been acting, and Karen is called away to not landing motors.
1: There's a plumber like, over there working on their sink that Mac couldn't plug. <laughs> it was kind of funny how, again, they try and make it about the people and have it be like real problems happening at the same time.
0: They're cooking and like.
2: <laughs> yeah, so like, so this is what my curiosity is. Were those scenes um, scripted or. I feel like that they weren't scripted and they were... Like,
0: we're going to put you in
2: the kitchen and just do... Attempt. I think they
1: probably let the actors kind of influence so it makes it seem very real. Just like how yeah. Tom just talked about that one time. Karen's wanting to talk about... She's figuring out what Empire Valley could be and Max like, you know, we need to paint this place. And he's looking around <laughs> the room at the same time.
2: Or there was the other part where um, uh, Val and they were on their bicycle. There was a car beeped. Oh, watch! Yeah, like, right?
1: it felt like... A real conversation,
2: a real conversation
1: exactly. Exactly. Um, so you're right, Karen gets a phone call, doesn't she? And she's got to leave,
0: yeah. So she'll, so Val says that she'll pay the plumber and lock up and turn the stove off. And um, Nurse Wilson is reluctantly deciding to call Karen. She's like, Yeah,
1: she's at her house, she's walking around, she pulls out the card. Her conscience maybe is getting the better of her, and she picks up the phone and dials up the Mackenzie's number, and Uh, Val answers.
0: And she has to speak to Karen. Karen's not there, so Val asks to take a message.
1: She's like, who is this?
0: You know, the the nurse is a
1: little suspicious.
2: Valuing.
0: So when she hears that, she says it's not that important. She tears up the card and hangs up. She tears up, yeah, Karen's phone number.
1: Cause she's like, my God, I'm talking
0: to the woman whose
1: babies I helped steal away from her.
0: Right, and that's how the episode ended.
1: So uh, close and yet so far.
0: Especially with the, was it, was it this episode? Um, no, no, no it was the last episode. Um, especially with like the Fishers, like there's like little pieces, like they keep like just like hitting and missing, like the. Clothes like you said, a lot of
1: puzzle pieces that are going on that are coming closer and closer together to form something.
2: It's almost like they have to,
0: on purpose, not look. (laughs) I gave this a seven, Craig also gave it a seven.
1: I gave this an eight just because we (laughs) got a little bit closer to what's going on and putting the storyline together.
0: Um. I got to say, I'm really struggling with, like, taking notes with this Empire Valley story. I just don't care.
1: (laughs) Well, it's a lot. And you know what? What's happening now so much builds up to what happens next season that mm -hmm. I'm trying to pay attention and put it together and go, ah, uh uh-huh. Because you're right. I've kind of just always been along for the ride. So now since we're talking about this, I'm like, I'm trying to understand what the writers were doing with this sub-B story knowing that very well the twin story is the a story
0: i'm just struggling because like it's my least favorite part of the show right now and right. i'm trying to pay attention and take notes on it but i almost feel like i don't want to like transcribe the scripts, like because there's just so many details like of i don't course. understand every conversation and i'm just like
1: and i think Knots even made fun of it themselves too if anybody out there in the audience has seen um the 200th episode retrospective that that's put together. And they did like a timeline all the way from the premiere of the series up to the 200th episode and around the empire Valley stuff. They're like, and Gary did this or something or another and whatever. And it was just kind of, they poke fun at themselves basically, yeah. <laughs> and how convoluted it all was. So, again. you know, it, wasn't, it really isn't
2: until um we, uh I guess, is it the, th- the, maybe it was the third episode when they go into the back of the trailer. Is that the second episode? This or the the trailer when they go into the trailer into the little computer room? Because now I'm blending oh, all three. All right, one. so this one. Yeah. So it's not until this episode that we understood, but now really understand what this
1: Empire Valley is.
2: Empire Valley is, but yep. then I don't know. To me. I don't know are we internet jaded relay like, yeah I can do that now myself like
1: what? 100% so we are a little bit of a victim of a 40 year time span and how the world is advanced and everybody's walking around practically with a computer in right. their hand now right. so yeah yeah like it now is- we're
2: really I'm like oh I can do that on my smartwatch hold on
1: <laughs> right exactly so roll it away Tommy give us the intro on episode yeah, sorry. 24 all
0: right so episode 24 is called a man of goodwill and we see Nurse Wilson on the phone with Dr. Ackerman. We don't see Dr. Ackerman, though.
1: No, we assume, yeah, she's obviously talking to him because she's calling him by name.
0: She says she's having dreams about the babies every night. And his solution is to prescribe her uh, sleeping pills. <laughs> sleeping pills? <laughs> <laughs> um, she just wants it to be over and demands he keep these people away from her.
1: Right, like how that's going to happen, but he doesn't have that kind of control. But anyhow...
0: Abby is told that Empire Valley Station must be in operation in six months. And she says they think they have an agreement with her and she thinks they have a problem.
1: Yeah. And she gets up and leaves the meeting and they're like, this is a problem. And they pick up the phone and like make a call to Greg. And it's kind of funny because, again, we aren't at the day where we're really seeing people carrying around cell phones yet. Yeah. But all of a sudden, Greg's walking outside and or, I'm sorry, Abby's walking outside leaving the meeting and Greg just pops out of nowhere and he's like grilling her. And I'm like, uh, has he been contacted about this or is his intuition already that spot on with her?
0: I feel like maybe the late 80s, early <laughs> 90s is when we start to see like the car phones. right? right? Those, doesn't she have a phone? Those big in her phones. car?
1: <laughs> I don't know that she does. No, I think it's like a late 80s thing. Yeah. World. So instead, you know, she throws it back to him and says, she wants those two book, two pages from Paul's notebook.
2: Oh, correct. Yes, correct. And correct.
1: then she says, you know, if she wants to use, or if she wants, if he wants to use her TV station as a cover up, she wants something in return. You know, and he asks, what does it look like? She happens to have that notebook, pulls it out, shows him. She goes into like her Versace bag. And she goes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> she says, saying. you know, he needs to let her know when he finds them. And you know what? Greg took that very seriously and he did take into memory what that is but Greg is taking that into consideration for his own knowledge not necessary for Abby but
2: what does it it mean and yeah interesting Mm -hmm. because I'm I'm very curious we
0: we will assume what's on those two pages Mm -hmm. Um, we'll assume yeah Kathy's really excited about the wedding dress that she found Again, cringe. And Lily Mae is like, Oh, you have to like go for like fittings or like alterations. And she's like, No, it fits perfect. And she's like, Oh no, Joshua picked out a different job
2: Cringe.
1: And Kathy's like pissed right away. And she kind of yeah. gets up and turns away from the table because she's mad because she's like, every turn there he is doing another roadblock.
0: Like you're clearly not happy. Why are you marrying this person? Right. Because <laughs> she's said multiple times, I just want to like what she said, I want to choke him. She said that more than once (laughs) when she was frustrated. Right. Um, Gary wants to halt uh, digging based Mm -hmm. on an environmental report.
1: Right. He doesn't want the satellites put in a certain area because he's worried about the water runoff. So he's kind of told Greg that they have to wait and find the right spot to put these. So he's kind of stonewalled them doing any more digging until they decide where.
0: Lily May wants Karen to, dr- to drop her investigation again. She didn't see what Karen saw in Nurse Wilson. Yeah, and, and she says Val's well now, and she doesn't want to lose her daughter again. Exactly. Greg gets a tour of the computer. See, this is how uninterested I am because I put the computer slash satellite slash TV station. <laughs> oh, you're right. The foreman kind of shows Greg. The
2: best <laughs> no, 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 that's not a foreman. He was a computer guy.
1: Okay, well, the computer guy who's got several hats on, he kind of takes Greg inside this trailer saying, This is why it's the best location based on the reception that they're getting. The TV station would be perfect here. You know, we could do phone calls here. We can get into the database. He's like, What's the database? And he shows them how they can get into like stocks and wire servers and and Mm -hmm. airline flights and all this stuff. And he's like, So he's like, what's the stats on Galveston Industries? And he's like, oh, they're really good. And he's like, how about Gary Ewing Enterprises? And he's like, oh, they're good. And he's like, could you affect their credit rating? He's like, that'd be unethical. But then he hammers away and does something. He's like, oh, they might be hitting a downturn. And his credit rating is now under review.
0: So I asked him, and he didn't really know, maybe you know. Maybe it was just for TV purposes, but they were like, his credit rating went from a triple-A to a double-A. I was like, was that how credit was measured back then? Or? I don't
1: know. That sounds like a car service to me. i right. <laughs> I'm going to call him. My tire's flat. Yeah.
0: Um, um, My
2: silly little OCD while he was typing is when he was t- typing in Gary Ewing, yeah. he wasn't, you didn't hear enough clicks.
1: Uh, right? <laughs> Funny. <laughs>
2: No, that's my little silly, because he was well, just Because
1: usually most of these shows, especially Daytime ones, you hear... And yeah. it was like, that was like a lot of clicks, to do one thing. Yeah, it was just, it
0: was a silly little thing. That actor is a character actor. He's been in a lot of things. A lot of different things. He was, he was on, on Crack.
1: I feel like he had a bad wig on, too, because I don't think that was his real hair. Because I'm used to seeing him with, like, shortcut hair, too. I feel like yeah, I've no. seen him that way, as well.
0: He was on Glee in the first season. He was like one of the gym teachers. Thank
1: well. you. He was the musical director or whatever who was in charge of the Glee uh, club. And then he got fired.
0: Yeah. Cause that for sexual misconduct or something. With the yep. Song.
1: Exactly. And then Mr. Shoe took over. Yes. <laughs> um,
0: where am I? Ooh, I got lost. Uh,
1: Karen comes over, well here's the one maybe if you went down this scene because I have to talk about it. Karen comes over to Val's and she comes in the back door and I love this because these actresses have talked about how they've gone in to the back door and you see it happen over it. Um, Karen's kitchen with Val, but you don't really see it happen. But we do finally see a scene where all of a sudden Karen's coming in. Val's got the door cracked open to her, towards her patio from her living room, and she comes in and Val's sitting there writing, and Karen's oh, God, her soda, yeah. and she's like, Do you want a sip? And it says diet, and it's like, that's the Diet Pepsi logo. I recognize it, but she's got it in like a koozie or something. And and Val takes a sip, and I'm like, Oh, they're showing the bonding between these two women. Well,
0: uh-huh. so then
1: Val says that you know, the wedding preparations are going well everything seems under control she feels sorry for kathy and the way that joshua is around her so again val's trying i'm sorry karen's trying to push val to understand why lily Mae's telling her to back down because she's trying to judge her mental state and things and from what she's seen val's doing okay but karen's still reluctant to share anything that she's doing with her investigative work about the babies
0: Gary gets notified from the bank um, that his credit is being um, under review under or it's slipped
1: down. And, and Abby's like, you know, right away. Abby's like, Abby's like this. She's
2: opening up her drawers and like packing already. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, well,
0: right? You don't, exactly. to- you don't have to worry about community
2: property
1: anymore. <laughs> yeah, she's like already
2: like she, like pulled out. She like went under the bed. Right. Now her luggage and like is putting her, putting her little silk
0: stuff. <laughs> um, it's so it looks like it's under review due to overextension of his assets. Right. Um, Karen won't sell Knott's Landing Motors, which makes Eric angry. And at dinner, this is where he lets it slip that his girlfriend's name is Whitney. Thank you. Oh, okay. And he storms off when asked about her. Karen hmm. says she can't sell Sid's business because he built it from the ground up and dreamed of leaving it to his kids.
1: Right. He just worked so hard to build that business. She feels like she has to hold on to it.
0: Joshua skips a celebration with um, Kathy and her band. or her. Correct.
1: They wanted to have like a little engagement get-together party.
0: But Ben and Val go to Isadora's to watch and celebrate. And this is where we get her sing the Pat Benatar song "We Belong." Yeah, she
1: sings "We Belong." We
2: belong. <laughs> we belong together.
1: She's got the total big hair going, and it's all working.
2: So, what the what they had to do back then is they took <laughs> two people,
1: two or three.
2: <laughs> you had to first L A. gear it, L A. gear gel, then you had to grab it. And then you had Sorry. to spray it, and then somebody had to <laughs>
1: <laughs> until it dried. Insane. And it would show off your ears so you could have one long, dangly earring, and you could have oh, one. You have oh my God. I miss <laughs> it so much. But she had to be careful not to get too close to those light bulbs because that hair could ignite with that much spray on
2: <laughs> We belong together.
1: Um,
0: while she's performing, Ben and Val are kind of like kissy-kissy, like flirty. So I was like, oh, I guess she remembers Ben. <laughs> right.
1: Exactly. The music was putting Val in the mood. Let's put it that way.
0: <laughs> um. So we have a scene where Karen takes eric to the cemetery to sid's grave now i thought the last we were going to see of the cemetery was in season three when she finally took her wedding ring off i didn't remember yeah
1: um
0: and he he even asked me he's like because he doesn't remember the early seasons he's like was Sid ever like a real character like on the show i was like yeah he was on for two seasons (laughs) two 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 seasons plus two episodes Correct. (laughs) Uh, I did quickly look and see who it was, and I'm like, mm, don't worry.
2: yeah, I was like, oh, I do. Remember. I explained
0: him the quick story that they were selling illegal parts. He had his brakes cut. He went flying off the cliff, but survived, but then died yeah. of surgery. And he's yeah. like, I don't remember that at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did you recognize him when you Googled him? He didn't look like a stranger. I'll just say that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and she basically tells Eric, like, he doesn't have to work just work there but she can't sell the business and that uh she's gonna have a rough time finding a manager uh, manager as good as him and he's like i will find the second best thing or whatever exactly
1: so he's now happy because he's getting what he wants he just didn't have the gumption to tell his mom to do that versus michael was kind of honest about it i
0: don't want
1: it exactly (laughs) but eric just couldn't do it so well i
0: I think Eric, because he's the oldest son, he always felt like he had to be the man of the house until the correct. That month. Correct. He probably felt his obligation to his father. Mm-hmm. His um. So Gallison's attorney calls Gary, and Laura has come to the ranch to talk to Gary, and I guess. She respects Gary. She doesn't want Gary to get hurt.
1: Gary's off for a ride. He gets a phone call and whatever, yeah. their housemate is like, Mr. Yuan, you've got a phone call. And he's like, I'm going for a ride. Yeah. So then he comes back and he tells Abby, oh, I'm I kind of I think I need to get out of Empire Valley. And Abby's like, Really? And he's like, It's just too much of a risk.
2: She pulls out the next thing of a piece of luggage.
1: <laughs> <and laughs> Opening, grabbing the- her
2: Gucci and packing <laughs> things. She already emptied the first top three drawers. Now she's <laughs> doing the big ones at the bottom.
1: But honestly, they were at the ranch, and, and you're right. They're out in the front yard, and all of a sudden, again another phone call and it says it's galveston lawyer and he's like i'm gonna just take this yeah. and he goes inside the house and laura happens to pull up because laura's having an attack of conscience because she knows what greg has done yeah. to gary's credit rating by attacking abby at the same time
0: and <laughs> she's, metaphorical situation and she's right. like, I like gary could we use somebody else and he's like how about abby and he's like As he's talking about Abby, like, her smile just gets bigger.
1: So then she's, like, there to see Gary, and Gary comes out because he's done with the phone call. Mm -hmm. And Laura's ready to spill the beans, but before she gets the chance to, he's like, what did he say? He's like,
2: we don't have to worry about any. The will, the probate, the will that's in probate um but, i've been late i've been named
1: he's like he's gonna inherit all of empire valley he goes oh. it looks like our crate our credit rating just improved and he starts laughing and abby hugs him and laura's kind of like side eyeing, like jesus how lucky can these two be
0: and now abby's like all right i'll take my clothes out so yeah let's <laughs>
1: gucci back up abby, well, i make up let's set I've it on
2: the She's kicking the luggage underneath the bed, back right. under the bed with her foot.
1: <laughs> Let's pull that black card back out and blow the dust off of it. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um, I feel like maybe I missed a few little things. Like I said, I just felt so like disenchanted by this whole Empire Valley. Right. So, um,
2: the him getting all of Empire Valley, I, it is, it is. I know it's significant. Obviously, anybody who doesn't even watch this will understand the significant, you know, of of um, inheriting all of this. But it is specifically significant.
0: Well, yes. re- remember... It gets few, in the way of su- other people's success. Remember before he died, um, you had said you know, a guy, a man of this much power usually has a plan A, B, C. Yeah. When he realized uh, that uh, he correct. was not getting through to Greg, this is probably when he changed his will and left it all to Gary.
1: Exactly. So like... Let's be real. Greg still has money, Galveston money, but the whole Empire Valley and its entirety, that's all going to Gary and Gary's onus of that. And Greg's not going to be happy. Let's put it that way. But if Greg would have said yes a lot sooner before Paul kicked the bucket, this wouldn't have happened. But unfortunately, Paul had to have things in place in a will. And then he had his little brain aneurysm and couldn't rewrite the will. The most he could do was, Somehow say, I do, or blink his eyes. Blink twice if you take her. I do. Okay, there we go. Now you're married.
2: like, thank you, darling.
1: (laughs) And sign here. And she grabs his hand and signs (laughs) it for him. So what do you do, this bad boy?
2: How come no one seems to have a cigarette anymore? (laughs)
0: Right. Um... I also gave this one a seven. I gave so I gave all three sevens. Same. He, it's
2: I for me it was story building again. No, and I gave it oh, a no, seven, seven and a half.
0: Yeah. No. I, oh wait, no, you didn't give it a seven. Okay. I thought maybe you gave it a seven point five. It was a seven. Point I, seven.
1: Yeah. I give it an eight because I enjoyed Kathy singing. I I enjoyed how things were moving a little bit. We were finding out a little bit more about the Empire Valley and and seeing the little squeeze on Gary and then how they got the comeuppance at the end of the episode kind of made me chuckle. So.
0: I yeah. almost changed my rating with the whole ending, and I'm, I was like, between um, Kathy finally
1: singing something I knew, right? And, uh, I was like, we no. I thought, yeah, the Kathy singing might have bumped Tommy up to an eight, but a seven is still good. It's all yeah, good.
0: Straight sevens for me. There you go. Um, I I'm gonna enjoy the next episode because of the wedding. I like I like the episode. Yes. I think Greg will get a kick out of Kathy's choice
1: of wedding dress. Um, <laughs> yes. I question, question mark there and put put a in the audience's mind.
2: I think I kind of remember.
1: I probably showed you a picture before. No, no,
2: no, no. <laughs> oh, I
0: can't
1: remember. If you had a subscription back into Soap Opera Digest in the eighties, <laughs> then you would remember because they yeah. made the cover actually.
2: And I think I remember only because in um, you know. Uh, wildest Wedding Dresses, uh, here's <laughs> 10, 9, 8. You know, I think Dorothy's Zvornak was on one of those
0: lists. <laughs> Fun. But do you have anything else to add?
1: I don't think so. It's a good little wrap-up. It's a good little build again. We're, we're building. We're building. Right. We're well down to now, like, only six more episodes left of this season. And we say only six, but we'll cover three and three, and, and there'll be plenty to talk about in all of those. And then I'm done. Then my tenure no, clears and soaps mm, are done.
0: You're not actually, because it kind of floods into the next season a little bit. Oh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> We're we still like time it. to have plenty of hairspray going on.
2: <laughs> well, when do we want to do the next episode? I am scheduled for some <laughs> boat time.
1: Fun.
0: All right. Well, thanks for joining us for another edition of the Abbey Scale. As always, you can find us on all the socials at Queers and Soaps. And until next time, have a great night.
1: Bye. Bye, guys. Bye.